2: good morning good afternoon good evening wherever the case may be wherever you're tuning in from whether you're watching our live stream whether you're watching on playback same rules apply you're all same rules same conditions same welcome applies you're all very welcome ladies and gentlemen tuning into another magnificently packed jam-packed episode of red fellas where we discuss the club that is liverpool the club that we love adore and support. Um, smash the like button upon entry, there's a nice healthy number of you packed in here already. People are breaking, breaking news to us. Um, thank you very much for that. Keep us abreast of all breaking, breaking news. and We will try to discuss it as much as we can, even though we'd like to focus on the red fellas. Sometimes playing all different colors, but essentially the red fellas. Um, of course this show this show is sponsored by your futcard.com your go-to place for all banners i've got the website up i should get that up i've been fasting allow me it will take me two seconds to do it because i'm such a pro these days your go-to website for all things banners footy cards and football prints magnificent website um doing great work and they've had a fair bit of business from us so yeah keep going people keep going because you help them you help us and everyone's a winner baby check out their list illustration art they're always updating it all the latest latest magic moments you could say you can even request a magic moment and want it in a print form or a banner form go check them out people and if you type in redfellas 15 you get a 15 percent discount Make sure you let them know that um Redfella sent you, and they'll look after you very very nicely um guys welcome, welcome welcome, welcome, hope you're all doing well. Conroy's in the building Steve's in the building. uh Dan's in the building dan's uh a lot of people have been asking about where where's dan well, Dan's a busy man Dan's busy interviewing the likes of uh patrick Werger not the, the left-footed Patrick Berger, but the man in the know with all things Jude Bellingham. He's been interviewing top, top journalists like Neil Jones, et cetera, et cetera. So we're very humbled and privileged to have you back, Dan. How are you?
3: Uh, very nice of you to say, mate. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Um, you you miss Bolo Zenden off the list. He's probably the top one right now for Bolo me. Um, yeah. Singing, yeah. Glad to be back. I appreciate
2: it, mate. I really do. Good stuff, good stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, we wish it was in more celebratory circumstances happy occasions liverpool going for the quadruple because you know i remember last time you was here we were on the quadruple charge every week was dream until we can't dream anymore uh, bit of a nightmare this time around the dream until we dream motto has gone way out the window it's a bit of a nightmare isn't it Dad? this season it's the opposite of the dream until we can't dream anymore it's like someone wake us up out of this nightmare now
3: yeah, um, and I think that's putting it mildly, to be honest with you. It's more like, when will this season end? Like, every game that comes around is just another here-we-go-again moment, unfortunately. And if we've had some false dawns along the way. That probably makes it more frustrating in many senses. We've seen a couple of performances where you think, oh, I recognise that Liverpool team. Um, but then very quickly, usually the next game, usually at half-12, it means that we're back to square one again with this season. It has been an absolute nightmare. And given where we were sort of last season when I was coming on regularly as well, it's, I don't think anyone could have seen this coming. It was hard to imagine that we'd be sat here, you know, an amount of months later feeling a little bit depressed, crestfallen and all the above really. I don't think anyone thought Jurgen Klopp would oversee such a demise. Um, but here we are and we've got to talk about it, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Um, I tweeted just before we went live, the rest of you red fellas, um i'm calm well the word i used or the phrase i use is the famous boxers phrase of i'm feel i'm very feel and i don't know if you guys can relate but i am i'm actually i've come to terms with it and the reason why i've come to terms with it is after listening to Jurgen klopp in the press conference after our latest shambolic embarrassing gut-wrenching cowardly display away from home uh, in the second half Jurgen Klopp was very was very uh, calm about it he was like I know what I need to do I know what we need to do he was very head down almost a sign of acceptance Conroy I'll come to you first and watching him and listening to him has made me accept because every week we were fighting with each other and and others and other fans and arguing and thinking no we can do this we can turn this around we do this and the season's still not dead. I've actually come to terms with it. Absolutely, come to terms with it. The war hat you will no longer see. The community hat is on for the rest of the season. I promise you, no more war hat. The community hat is on, and I'm all for just finish the end of the season, and we'll go again next season. You know, life's different now, Conway.
1: Yeah, well, that's. I think that's a way to think about it, Griz. I I agree. I'm I'm kind of. Um, you're obviously still annoyed but not surprised what happened yesterday more numb to it desensitized is that the right word we said that a couple weeks ago to be honest the only thing you could say is we've turned up for some big games this season i.e the Manchester United game recently as well so you maybe wouldn't be surprised if we pulled off a result somehow but ultimately as soon as City scored it was you know it looked like it was only going to be one result but yeah you know you feel calm about it grizz i don't know about that exactly if i agree with that because to be honest Jürgen klopp said that a lot and he's the proofs in the pudding falling, you know there's been similar press conferences i'm going to say this i'm going to do that at times it it looks like he doesn't really know the answer to be honest when it came to tactically the season and again we've all kind of accepted that he's tactically showed his adaptability really isn't there um but his initial way playing which has been successful is and now we're going to see if he can rebuild the team for the first time to do that and he's definitely as dan mentioned through the performances this season it really has showed a lot as well um, especially for like the way the way we want to play and the way we just can't we can't change from that you know even even when we try to adapt and i'm not going to talk about adaptability again because i'm actually getting sick of myself speaking about this on sunday nights i think that's very obvious now what i would say though grizz is um it's because it's him and because what he's done it's it's never going to be the case of you know like let's he's, he's going to be sacked or anything like that so I would probably fall into the same the same way thinking that let's just get the season done and let's just get the recruitment that we've all been saying we've needed for a long time done in the summer um but it's kind of bad though that, that 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 went from as you say last season competing for all trophies and now we're just like just gonna like let's say is it what's the word when it's just like kind of fate phases out I mean i'm not having anyone i've seen rival fancy liverpool get top four like if you've watched any liverpool game this season we've had three away wins common sense would tell you we're not getting top four also people saying newcastle won't get the champions league i for one said they would win today if you'd watched them in the last two games they've not lost a lot of games they've been picking up points and now they're back in form again i feel like there's so many teams above us who are who are not just suddenly gonna say oh liverpool are, 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 are competing for top four we're just going to suddenly stop playing that's not how it works so uh, yeah I think ultimately it's just a nail in the coffin yesterday I don't know if that's the right phrase but I was kind of already on on that fence and I think yesterday confirmed it um
2: that's Terry Max says go and grab a coffee he's, he's grabbing a coffee be right back yeah, he's letting us coffee. know very get kind coffee. of you Terry to let us know we we tried to talk slowly while you're away grabbing that coffee so you don't miss too much um but yeah while you're grabbing a coffee make sure guys you smash a like button everyone in here uh look the chat is sort of bombarding us with potter
0: gone um
2: at first i thought Potts <coughs> like that's like watching liverpool play with pots are gone uh but potter gone all right Steve, just anything to say about graham potter gone we must address it i guess being a, a football show
4: well it was a massive job for him wasn't it going into chelsea from from brighton given the the size of the job, the money that they've spent. They kind of wanted instant results. What football club doesn't want instant results? It's not never really been right. It kind of transferred the inability to score from one club to another. Um, Chelsea have got Brighton's problem in They just don't score enough goals. They, they create openings, but just don't score goals. Um, yeah, it's strange timing because they did say they were going to back him. And before we came on air, I did, I did say to you guys that I'd read in a week that if they were to release him and his team... That would take them over ffp with the payouts um so there will be sales from chelsea in the summer it's then becomes a massive so repeat, co- repeat
2: what you just said there because that could be that could be very crucial to some of the things that we may plan to do and suggest so go on get, 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 because people people in the chat people always miss out the important stuff steve said something important there so focus people so while 51, you're smashing the like button
4: it's 51 million pounds to release potter and his team from chelsea that takes, wow. that takes Chelsea over the FFP threshold, which means they've, they've then got to release and, and gain some capital from elsewhere in the club, which which would look like sales of players. Obviously, Mason Mount, and I get your point, is somebody Liverpool have been looking at. A quick way for them to get somewhere in the region of £50 million. I, I don't agree with this £70 million price tag. You can't ask that for a player with a year left on his contract. It just won't happen. So it's all change again at Chelsea. Um, Todd Bowley's first sort of nine months hasn't been very good, has it really when you look at, A, the money he's spent, B, the project, some of the things that were coming out of Chelsea in terms of how he was attempting to do business. Um, Chelsea is a mess, an absolute mess. And the obvious candidate for me to go into Chelsea would be Julian Nagelsmann, which is probably quite pleased he didn't sign any contracts with Spurs yet, because this is a, a more appealing job with all of those players at your disposal, all of those resources at your disposal, But there's a job to clean out some of the dead wood in there. There is some dead wood in there. There are some players that need to move on. But, guys, we think we've got problems. Chelsea is an
2: absolute mess. So we should be grateful for small mercies. Uh, I guess that is one way of looking at it, Evan. Uh, Small mercies. Um, Graham Potter's gone. We'll get on to what it could mean for us Tuesday. Maybe we'll discuss it at the end. I don't know. We'll discuss it, whatever. Um, But I know you... On the other side of the pond um woke up at ridiculous hours or did you not sleep so first answer that question when 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 i let you speak or when i give you an opportunity because you know i do tend to speak a lot so just bear with me um so a did you not sleep and then had to wake up early and secondly because i can relate to you this time because i woke up at 4 a.m because I I start my fast at sunrise to sunset, so I woke up at four five a.m. Um, had a massive breakfast dinner I'll call it what you want because obviously I have to survive the whole day without any food and drink, and then I decided to to my love and passion for Liverpool Football Club made me get in my car and travel five hours up the M1 M62 um, because. I kind of knew what was going to happen at Man City but it's the hope and it's the it's the slogan of you'll never walk alone so I wanted to be there um so I know what it's like waking up early and and sort of committing to this team and everything Mm -hmm. um I just wanted to know your feelings by the end of the game how you felt and then I'll tell you how I felt.
5: um bored deflated um those those were sort of my strongest emotions as the final whistle blew. Um that makes uh four losses and one draw for our early kickoffs this season. So I've woken up at 4 a.m. five times this season to be treated to one point from a possible uh possible 15. Not great. Not great. Um yeah, you know. So Grizz you you, you got a little taste of uh taste of my life uh mm. there um so you know it's it's a fixture which in previous years would have kept me up all night um, uh-huh. so in previous years I absolutely wouldn't have slept this time I did sleep and perhaps uh was instead of being greeted with the usual emotion of excitement of, of a Liverpool game bright and early in the morning which I I do have enjoyed for the most part over the last five six years I I didn't feel that way uh it was a intense feeling of dread um you really never know what type of Liverpool is going to turn up on uh on any given match day and nor do you know what type of Liverpool you're getting throughout the 15 30 minute periods in a match you know what I mean it's so volatile it's it's it swings so far back and forth you're treated to moments of brilliance and moments of yeah you know just encouragement like you know Salah's opener for example but by the end of the day it was just the exact same patterns the exact same issues uh, the exact same feeling of staleness that that we all have when we when we watch when we watch liverpool we see a team brimming with obvious quality but for whatever reason are so stale so unenthusiastic in the way they go about the game and that in turn made me feel bored grizz i, I was bored with that display especially in the second half
2: yeah bored i was tired um i maybe foolishly naively i don't know i don't know what made me post a little 10 second clip of me walking out of the stadium with no words just walking out of the stadium Fif- 10 to 15 minutes early when we were four one down um because you got to remember i'm four hours away i need to get home to back to to, to london for seven-thirty to open my fast so wanted to avoid all sorts of traffic and at 4-1 down with this liverpool team with the current state we're in i wasn't really in the mood for anything else dan going to the start of the game um evan talks about by the end it was the same old same old same old did you see anything different in this team selection and the way we set up because it did look something slightly different i guess to me at the game it looked like 4-5-1 a four five one out of possession and then a try to be a, a four two three one going forward of sorts. Was there some braveness? Was there some did it make sense to you with the personnel and the team selection? What was your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I actually do think you got it right. I was Advocating for a four, two, three, one from the outset, really. And I was surprised that he went with, with Elliot. Actually, I must admit. I thought he'd actually go for all four forwards and really make it obvious that he was going for a four-two-three-one with a Henderson Fabinho double pivot. Um, but then he kind of did do that in and out of possession in many senses, like you referenced. And it was interesting because normally when we go up against Manchester City, we're obviously normally going toe-to-toe in the title race with them, and we're normally at the peak of our powers, and so are they. So It's really like we have it out with them It's a basketball game. But on this occasion, it was more, we're going to sit deep and try and hit you on the counter, which surprised me a little bit because I thought we might be slightly more adventurous than that, if I'm going to be honest. Maybe foolishly because we're playing Man City. We're not very good this season. Like being more adventurous than that, we could have got hurt a lot earlier than we did. So I think actually Jurgen Klopp got it right from the outset. I think tactically, he was actually spot on with the way he approached the game. Team selection-wise, I'd still question the Harvey Elliott inclusion, if I'm going to be honest. And I'm a big Harvey Elliott fan, but he never truly got into the game at any stage. I think that's fair to say. Um, But yeah, I think, like I say, I think he did get it right. And I think that was kind of proven in how we went about ourselves in the first 40 minutes, at least, I'd say. I think we matched them in many departments. They were better in terms of quality. They had more possession. They were creating better chances. But... I think for the way we went about our approach we were a threat like a couple of moments obviously we have the Salah counter a couple of underhit passes to get us in again and I think we can't really do anything else at the minute we haven't got it in us to go and play City at their own game and kind of match them so I was happy I was I was genuinely happy I think the issue for me for me what was so frustrating about it is we showed desire we showed fight there was that moment like a, a few minute madness whereby we won four or five 50 50s virgil van dyke smashed into a couple of people and we were in the studio and everyone was buzzing because it's like that's what we wanted to see so that was all there that was all on display but that was when the game was level or we might have been one that up at the time for me it all stems back to we've got the physicality to match him we've even got the quality to match him what we don't have is the mentality to match them. Therefore, the minute City got a foothold in the game, got the ascendancy, we crumble. We absolutely crumble. That's, that's what this entire season boils down to for me, and I know I'm going on here. But I actually still think we have quality. I still think we have physicality. That may be lacking in certain departments. But for me, this is a squad and a side just bereft of confidence. The minute there's any adversity, we are done absolutely done and that was yesterday in a
2: nutshell for me I, I listen don't worry about going on I don't want to ask questions and get answers to today's show honestly guys I'm so no I, I can't, you're laughing right but I mean it I don't want to sit here like a host and I just want to talk to fellow minded Liverpool fans and, and the community and I just want to discuss us and where we're at and and Dan's right I actually want to go one step further In fact, maybe two, three steps further in my criticism, like Dan suggests in his opinion that we've got the physicality and the technical ability to match them. I think we're so miles off. It's unbelievable. And I think it was boys against men for 75% of the game. And it showed because even though we showed a bit of fight and grit and yeah, it looked like the players were running around and it was like, yo, okay, at least show us something we take a goal lead I think it was against a run of play they didn't look threatening but every time they they were in control it looked like control I just thought I didn't feel comfortable at any stage normally when we take a lead how many times have we in the years gone by said when we take the lead we we're much better when we take the lead and we can control proceedings it was one of those games again where we were absolutely never in control and we're gonna harp on about why we weren't in control because it's the same effing issues the reason why we're not in control is because we haven't got controllers in midfield technically lacking physically lacking in my estimation and now the most damning thing what dan's touched upon mentally lacking as well now
1: yeah was that for me guys i wasn't sure
2: sorry con yeah sure. yeah no
1: that no that's that's fine um no the, the thing is it's for me it's um you mentioned those issues there I think like think like Dan makes an interesting point about like that you know the tactical the start of it kind of being reminiscent to the game at Anfield which is the only time really maybe that and Tottenham when we away when we played the diamond worked for the first half got absolutely battered second half no one speaks about that and should they drew two two uh, but man say at home it did work so I kind of get that point there and you know that's, I think that's fair enough the pr- problem I have is like it's like game management like we're not talking about a 5 aside team here with your friends we're talking about players who get paid and train every day to be that and at times it feels like they've not got a thought in their own head to say why don't you come here and just i know i don't want to take too much of this and but i've got this point here that um I've, I've notified and i wanted to mention to everyone so that's arsenal man city and in the arsenal game of the emirates away we conceded uh, the first minute of that game um one of the biggest games of the season first minute in that game so to me game management skills attitude whatever you want to say ridiculous embarrassing the a minute before half time in the, the Arsenal game concede another stupid goal just completely out of position no reason to create give a team that much space and yet yet again yesterday um and I know we're going to the second half but just after half time, exploiting ourselves when we don't need to the lack of game management of this team I would go as far as say see the the phrase mentality monsters is as close as like there's no point mentioning it anymore because we've done that much to to just go the opposite way that we want to hear that because it's actually getting to the point now where i don't know if there's been a team who's been that on top have failed so quickly i don't know i actually i don't know maybe maybe i'm we're just maybe being too reactionary and that's possibly the case but those three instances show to me that there's a lack of just game management. Even when we're getting beat and the game's done, we can't just say, right, let's like damage limitation. We can't do it, we we can't do it. And it's just yesterday, it really annoyed me. And the pressing, the pressing is a joke. That it's like, honestly, at times you've got individual runners trying to press and it's just like the line, I think, Evan, you're gonna bring it up later, but the line I think for the first goal where Grealish passes across, like, it's like, you don't know what they've been working on. It's just all over the place. And as Dan said, I think tactically you can go into a game like that and it, you know formation's right, but at the end of the day, if the players they can't perform or just follow those instructions, that is genuinely not basics, but it's not like the most complicated thing for elite footballers. It's it's baffling. And, and just last thing, I don't want to go on too much, but it was the, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. It was what I was just going to say there. You just mentioned it, Dan. Oh, what was it? what was it oh I'll come back to me come back to me but yeah on on that I think the (laughs) president so
2: many things to unleash we we forget I know (laughs) Conrad it'll come it'll come to you I know it will Steve, uh sticking on that first opening whatever it was 20 30 minutes where we did have glimpses of looking threatening we were on the verge of creating chances we were having opportunities to break on them because they were so uh aggressive in their press and the reason why i believe they're so aggressive in our press and the reason why everyone is now caught on to press them aggressively is because we're becoming and more and more easier to play against i used to pride myself and talk to my fellow football mates who support other clubs saying we're the no na- i love us and the reason why i love us is because we're the nastiest team to play against we're the hardest team to play against we'll adapt to whatever you throw at us you want to fight us we'll fight if you you want to play football against us you wanna- we're the total opposite now steve they recognized that not only have they got the physical powers to press us and outrun us and out battle us but once we give the ball away panic hoof the ball away we're going to keep them pending pending penned in. it was to me, it was cowardly, Steve. I know we took the lead, and I, you can maybe touch upon the goal, but then after that, for me, it was pure, pure cowardly stuff. So, yeah, I guess you can touch on the goal to start off with the only bit of positivity in the whole 90 minutes.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right about the midfield being found out. I think teams now, whereas I used to sit in, they now come out and engage the midfield because physically we're not quick enough, we're not strong enough, we can't play on the turn fast enough. And these these younger, more athletic midfielders are saying, "I'm, I'm prepared to take Jordan Henderson on in a 50 50 I'm not thinking yep. Jordan Henderson out individually. There, I could have picked anybody who's played in midfield all season, maybe with the exception of the, of the young lad who's out percentage because he's he's quite adept at getting back and winning the ball back, and that that's youthful exuberance. If nothing else gets him into that position. Um, our successes early on, and you alluded to it there and your piece, was uh, quick transition. Mm-hmm. So we had some success in the channels with particularly with Mo Salah against Ake. And the goal comes from quite a direct ball in, into Jota and Akanji gets himself in a bit of a mess trying to deal with it. Jota does really, really well because he's he's holding him off. He's looking for a foul, he's looking for some help from the referee. And the ball breaks to Mo Salah. And as is always the case against Manchester City, Mo Salah comes up with something a little bit special. It's a really, really beautiful finish. Killed away with the outside of his left foot, giving the keeper absolutely no chance um we, like Dan says we were in the game at that stage and, and but for Jack Greenish working really really hard um to, to block an attempted crossfield pass from Mo Salah, which you would think would be two nil um Mo's just got to stand on the ball there and allow Jack Greenish to keep running and then check back and go across rather than trying to do what Darwin Nunes did against Everton that's the moment where Manchester City grew from the moment they thought we could have been two down. This is the thing that Dan spoke about, not being able to react to when things go bad, being broken when, when things don't work. Within a minute of that particular situation where if you get that pass right, we're tuning up, we find ourselves 1-1. One, one. From, from that moment on, heads go down, shoulders become rounded, all the leaders disappear. All of the, all of the problems that we've seen and we've discussed and we've stressed about over the season all come back to all come home to roost at once so the press as Conroy says is a joke you can't press with the formation that we played with the players we played in those positions because they simply don't have the physical attributes to do it you, you know you, you look at the, the formation I, I know that's
2: Steve Steve before you go who has now in this squad got the physical attributes to play that game that Jurgen Klopp has made so infamous and successful for Liverpool? I need to know from any of you guys, anyone in the chat, who has got the physical attributes to play that game. I don't, I can't think of one player who's got the physical attributes to play that game. Possibly, possibly, know I, I can't think of anyone. I can't think of well, anyone.
4: Well, look, go, let's go back to when we could do it. Right, and we're talking three years ago, and three years ago is a long time in football. It's 200 games if you play for Liverpool. Especially the
2: way the clock plays,
4: 100, 100. And I've said many, many times on this channel before. Between Fabinho and Henderson, they played a thousand games in their career. <laughs> Henderson, in particular, is approach is is has played 400 plus games for Liverpool in that in that system. That will absolutely rinse you out of every physical every physical element in your game you've got besetic again would be the only player i think going forward that could adapt to a pressing role because of the defensive uh, attributes he has being a, a sort of a converted centre-back yeah. to a centre midfielder <clears throat> we stumbled across a, a blend of three centre midfielders that contribute uh, complemented each other rather absolutely perfectly and we're now them for being the henderson but you're talking 18 19 not 22 23 that's four years ago. Wijnaldum was gone. We never replaced him like for like, quite simply, because you can't replace him like for like. I've, I've listened to Evan speak about this before. The, the, the system that we played that brought us all of that success is gone. We can't do that. We need to recognise we can't do that. We need to evolve tactically, because the rest of the league have figured out, Henderson, being and Wijnaldum will press you out of the game. Then they thought, hang on a minute, this can't keep happening every time we play Liverpool. We have to find a solution to this problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to step forward and we're going to engage their midfield. Real Madrid showed people how to deal with Liverpool's midfield. By nullifying the spaces in the fullbacks, giving three technically okay players loads and loads of time on the ball, but saying to them, can you hurt us? And the answer was a resounding no. So now what we've seen is, add to that... The physical decline in all of those players, particularly in Henderson and Fabinho, and we, we we've all discussed this many, many times. These young centre midfielders, your Caicedos, your lads at Fulham are saying, I, I can I can go shoulder to shoulder with that guy and I can beat him. I'll just push the ball past him and I'll run him. The, the second goal, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, Van Dyke was dug out by Rio Ferdinand afterwards for his positional play. There's no midfield in evidence at all for the second goal none whatsoever so it's really really easy for manchester city to do what they're doing all boils down to one thing there's no mentality there anymore football is a is a confident sport football has human factor to it we used to think we could beat anybody we used to think we could bully anybody into playing the way we wanted to play as you said chris we were horrible to play against Kashmir Michael said after we'd beat them 4-1 at their place, that was horrible. We didn't want to play that way, but Liverpool gave us no choice but to play that way. They're so good at what they do. We could not be any further removed from that machine, that particular style of football, if we tried to be. We've lost 13 games this season, 13 games. That's previously five seasons under the clock to get anywhere near 13 games but this is a this is with 10 league games left to go and we'll probably lose another before the end of the season you know it's a mess in terms of 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 where we are we should have looked at the squad in the summer and we should have said can you rely on that man yes can you rely on that man no can you rely on that man no is is he going to be available for 38 games this season no we didn't do that we decided to put all our eggs in one basket and wait for Jude Bellingham this summer I know I'm bagging on the same drum we've all spoken about, week in, week out. Games like Manchester City away when their centre backs are sitting at the back of their midfield and they're playing all of their football in Liverpool's half. Show me we can't compete. We are so easy to play against at the moment. Because quite frankly, guys, we don't have a midfield. And because we don't have a midfield, our back four is under so much pressure. And this is why Virgil van Dijk's copping a load of flak at the moment. Because a good centre foot forward will pull him in a direction he doesn't want to go in. And then he's got to stop and go back to where he started because he's got runners from midfield. So, if you want to categorise and find all of Liverpool's problem and put them in and throw an umbrella over the top of it, sort the midfield out, you get your centre-backs back. Until you sort your midfield out, Van Dijk, Kanata, and all those guys are just going to be besieged by runners. Because that's what the teams are saying. I'm just going to run the legs off your midfield week in, week out.
2: Evan, the equalizer can happen because they're a good team you can put a portion blame to maybe an individual Robertson for over committing Trent being too deep you know we've seen it all over twitter and social media blame no problem you're away to man city they can turn you over in a move they they the their, their switch of play is honest to god, honest to god guys i, I was sat there with a big, massive smile on my face, like an absolute retard, like an absolute weirdo. Like, why are you smiling? Like, because it was so easy to see what they were doing, and an absolute waffler like me, who has no insight into football tactics, could see what was going on. They were just pulling us from side. Mahrez and Grealish didn't move from the uh, the the, the t- touch lines, making the play as wide as possible. Stones were stepping into midfield, the the Philip Lahm role, the the Trent Alexander role, the whoever you want to call it the role. I thought John Stones put an absolute clinic in how to actually play that role. He doubled up with Gun- uh, he doubled up with Rodri, Gundogan, and and Kevin De Bruyne ultimately became two number tens. Alvarez was a busy B, totally different from Haaland. It was so obvious that that was the game plan and that's what they were going to do. But what hurt me of so forget, skip the equaliser. There's only two times this season that I've sat down in an away end and people that go to the games away and you, if you sit down, you're not watching the game. That means because you're not getting, you're not seeing anything. I've only sat down twice. Brentford away when they scored and I knew that was it and I just slumped my chair. They went, what's the matter? Relax. It's Brentford away. We've still got a chance. I said, no, we're not getting back into this. And the second half i want to come to the second half because this is the other time i sat down evan and obviously we're gonna thankfully you've got some captions so we can actually see what actually happened as well i've never seen us so stupid and pathetic and dumb and tactically mentally physically in in every shape or form you're one one against the team that's flying he's got your number now they feel as though they're going to come for you What you're supposed to do in the first minute, like Conroy said, or first five, ten minutes, is keep it strong. Start like you started the initial game. I have no idea. I am a defender of Trent Alexander Arnold. I think he gets unjustified stick. I think he's big. I think he's a magnificent footballer, but he's got a lot of things to work on. What I cannot defend, and I have no explanation, and I'm looking for you guys to give me an explanation of what Trent attempted in the first minute after half time because I saw him and I was like where are you going Trent and what are you saying he charged up the pitch for no reason whatsoever Whilst my house breaks down and falls down in the background forgive me but he charges up the field and then he motions to Konate to vacate his centre-back role and go right back and he does it guys i don't know if you saw it on the tv screens i saw it and i was like what are you saying he's telling trent he's telling Konate, like i'm going to press the whole team where are you going trent it was the most i could not believe it i sat down because i was that dumbfounded can you give me any insight into what you saw and what actually happened because i haven't looked back i I can't be bothered to look back
5: uh did you want to pull up the captions now chris and, and we can go through them or so, yeah, here, here's what you're talking about. Um, there's Kanate going over to, to fill the space. at, at Lock, track.
2: where's he going?
5: Yeah, you, you can see Kanate's mid-sprint over to cover for Trent. Trent's up there uh, trying to press Ake. As you can see, Ake has a relatively simple 20-yard pass uh, along the ground. Uh, no red shirt in between him and uh, Grealish. Um, because okay. look,
2: look, look yeah. at the two wide mans, what we discussed. They yeah. didn't move from these positions.
5: Yeah, here's here's the issue, Grizz. If you have a player who's vacating his his uh, his actual position by 50 to 60 yards, which is what Trent is doing. He's not doing it just because he feels like it. He's doing it because he's been told to. He has been told this is the tactical direction. This is part of the halftime talk. Trent, you need to push up higher Would we lose the ball in our fi- in our uh, final third so that we can recover the ball. As easily as we can. He's being told to do this. A professional a, a professional footballer at this level does not vacate their position by 60 yards just on, on, on an impulse, regardless of how good or bad you are. That is a that is a tactical direction he has received. All right. So so let's let's dispel that. Um and this let, let, let me expand on this point a little bit and specifically what's wrong with this image. Man City are an excellent team. They were clinical. They have a bunch of technical quality, and that certainly assisted in them exposing us. However, it did not take them anything special to exactly. pass or, to, to, to pass around our press. Any, I am expecting every professional football in the league to make the pass that Nathan Aké does uh, half a second after this uh, screenshot, and it requires nothing special. Look look at our look at our press like where where are we where where are we what are we doing more
2: More important why are
5: we this this is the thing this is the thing and ladies and gentlemen please don't chastise me for what I'm about to say I understand Liverpool have individual weaknesses guys like Fabinho and Henderson there is plenty of evidence of physical decline there I do not doubt that individuals have cost us this season a hundred percent however at this point in the this point in the season with the amount of evidence we now have Sunday April 2nd I am so far beyond zoning in on individuals I am so so far beyond that take take the individuals you dislike out of this picture take Henderson out of the picture take Fabinho out of the picture some of y'all don't like Harvey Elliott in midfield that's fine take him out of the picture replace him with Bellingham, Shuomeni, and Joshua Kimmich, the best midfield three you could maybe design. It does not matter who the individuals are in this scenario. If this is the shape they are being told to press in, this is how they're being told to press, this is when they're being told to trigger the press, it does not matter who the individuals are. You are going to fail. You are going to fail. Klopp has seen our individual weaknesses He has realized he doesn't have the midfield core to play how he wants, and now he has tried to have us press in this narrow 4-2-3-1 shape to compensate for it. It is magnifying our issues. It is magnifying the deficiencies. It is magnifying the individual weaknesses we have in the current midfield crop, and everybody is suffering. When you look at such a large drop-off, right, when you look at the the collective drop-off, what What is more likely? That 12 to 15 players have all simultaneously become really shit at the same time? Or the system that, that they're playing in is ill. It is gangrenous. It is an infected limb that needs to be chopped off. What is more likely? It's more likely that the system sucks, right? Than 12 to 15 players all dropping six or seven levels in quality at once. That's We're, we're just playing the law of averages here. Our system is so so sick and grizz i was pulling my hair out in this moment as well absolutely pulling my hair out and this is why i'm so far beyond saying think thinking that jude bellingham fixes this situation i am so far beyond thinking ugarte fixes this situation shuameni fixes this situation what individuals do not fix this situation this is a systematic thing and for the record for the record i do think. Uh, getting new transfers in in the summer getting new bodies in is a huge part in in the let's rebuild Liverpool project that's coming this summer it there was a time where I thought that was maybe 70 to 80 percent of the battle is getting some you know three to four midfielders in I'm at about 25 to 30 percent that's that's how important I think it is because so much, what's even more twice as important over the summer is Klopp figuring out what the fuck this is this is all this is all coaching this is all tactics right here yes we have individual issues yes we have players in decline i'm not arguing that but what you're seeing here and why we are the easiest team to play against i've said it 20 times this season on red fellas is because of tactical direction sorry we're going on I'm just on this,
4: this slide here guys right so if we go back to that three years ago when we had that midfield we all speak about Henderson would be the guy that would have come across the cover for Trent he wouldn't be the answer yeah. at karate so what we've got and we go back to Evan's point is we've got a system with players in it I, I take your point Evan I think the physical drop off at Henderson and Fabio contributes massively to this situation um so so it's not seven or eight players it's it's your foundations in your midfield. Everything that goes on in a football match works well if your midfield works well. You defend better and you attack better. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother's to suck eggs when I say that type of thing, but but essentially, those guys can't cover anymore. So you look at that position there. It's four on three. It's almost five on three because the guy that's just in, inside of Jack Grealish is on the turn and is moving away from the centre midfielder. So this very quickly becomes a five on three what What is mad when you're you going
2: on. on? If you want me to, do you want me to move it on?
4: Yeah, yeah. What, what is mad is Van Dyke allows De Bruyne to go in the back of him. The moment that ball's relieved, De Bruyne is actually in an offside position. So, so this is where the offside rules a bit mental as well, because this is the same phase of play that he scores from. So, if you could have taken it on, maybe the footballer and authorities need to look at how Kevin De Bruyne is not impacting play when he scores. But the problem there is everyone's trying to react to that Andy Robertson's come across because Van Dijk's gone walk around he's got to cover De Bruyne because he can see the danger and then the ball around the back of, of Andy Robertson is on and this is because when we tried the, the so-called press go back to Conroy's point earlier about it being really poor they caught they caught four or five Liverpool players in advance of the ball and started playing football behind them a ball moves a lot quicker than a man ever can it's a really old saying in football but it's true in this case we were never recovering from that position at all ball goes out wide to, to Mares, I think it was or Alvarez and it's an absolutely it's Mares, isn't it it's a wonderful ball into De Bruyne Allison can do better if I'm being honest he takes a step back towards his goal just before the ball comes in and he holds his ground there's an easier interception but that's been really critical the problem there is and Evans quite right is that the system is fundamentally broken we don't have the physical attributes to work that system I don't know why we're trying it there's the perfect example of how guys who can't run can be bypassed and a lack of football and discipline can cause you a major problem because evan's right that's a simple ball from ake out to Grealish. i you could i could do but that this do
2: that. but this is where i want to start an argument not because just for the sake of like people call it clicks and hot takes whatever because i genuinely disagreed with evan and i don't know if you guys are going to agree or disagree i agreed with evan for 78 85 percent of what he said the one part that i want to put the question to you guys and this is why i singled out trent alexander arnold i don't think that was instruction i think he went rogue that's my opinion at the time and looking back because klopp's reaction was at the ground guys Clock's reaction to trent was like what are you doing so this is suggesting to me even though everything else i agree with it is a systematic issue overall but this particular incident this incident and then do you remember guys he done something similar later on in this half was it or the first second half, half? Late
3: on. Second half late later on second half later
2: on rogue again i think this epitomizes trent's mentality right now and i know Steve and and Evan have their say. Con and Dan, feel free to jump in because this no, is my no, first. No. Of- yeah, sorry, go on, Steve You can go again. No, I can but I just, think, well. I just think this was pure brain. F- what did, what is um? What did uh, Jurgen call it? Brain fart or something? Brain fart or something? In a. Christmas, Yeah. Fog, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 This was pure brain dead.
4: So so the moment Trent goes off on his holiday and and people see him. Going past them and pressing where he has no right to press. Mm-hmm. Somebody from from two centre midfielders that don't yes care, a thousand games so far in their career should have gone. Actually, I need to cover that. Instead, Henderson goes and joins in the press. Henderson's miles out of position on that picture. Yes. Yeah. So so, so on the pitch, decisions from from lieutenants and chiefs and colonels and all that stuff that solve problems as players during the game, they've stopped happening too. Nobody reacted to, to, and I agree with you, guys. I think Trent did that off, off his own bat. I don't think he was asked to do that. But with players of that, they're internationals. They played 50, 60 games for their countries. They should know better. As soon as he goes past them, there's a danger, and you should be able to see that, recognise that. Henderson goes to right back almost, comes across to that position. And then when we win the ball back, if we win the ball back, Trent gets a bollock in for doing whatever he did that is a really really poor team goal to concede There are so many things wrong with that for players not really in danger for, oh, for me
2: oh for me it's the worst goal of the season for me it's one of the worst goals because I'm taking the match situation the timing the players <clears throat> involved seniority senior players no kids there for me it's and I know we've conceded some crazy shabby goals but in terms of coaching statistic uh, setup wise and everything else, and lessons not learned from the previous mistakes that we've made game on game on game on game on for me this was the pits guys I, Conor, I know i have another chance sorry conav you go again yeah th-
5: this is this is i, I for the record uh, to sort of correct what i said at first i do think trent is doing a overzealous version of what he's been told to do should, is it should he is he doing i think he is following an instruction but he probably exaggerates it or he's it, it was misinterpreted to him because again you're not sixty yards out of position unless you've been told you have the liberty to, to do so for whatever reason you know it, it is an instruction to press when you have lost the ball in, in your final third. Does Trent take it too far? Yeah, he probably does, and that's probably why he he receives uh you know a lecture from Klopp afterwards, but you know give let, let, let's let's give fabinho and henderson their, their physical attributes back let's, let's put 2019 henderson and 2019 Fabinho in there let's give them their extra two three yards of pace back there's n- nothing changes in that in, in, in this in the in this situation absolutely nothing changes in this situation so first on in in other losses this season it was because like steve says teams are like if we reduce the game to a battle of 50-50s in midfield, we can probably come out on top because they're only good 50-50 duelists as Tiago. The, the other dudes just aren't good enough. In this game, there was hardly any 50-50s in midfield. Hardly any at all. We were chasing shadows the entire game. The 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 system that Klopp has come up with to counteract the weaknesses that he and everybody else can see in in the individuals in midfield is exacerbating the issue it has taken the issue and it has spread it to 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 other parts of the pitch you know and, and everybody is suffering so when people say oh we need to have a conversation about this player about that player about this and i'm just like what's the common denominator here everybody is suffering to a very similar extent what does that tell you it tells you the system is deeply deeply sick and deeply deeply flawed especially when you're conceding goals like this we got nowhere near every city every city player that touches the ball in this move we didn't get look at this we, we didn't look. get it i think get. you wanted
0: to
2: dan you yeah. don't to come in on that yeah
3: i just wanted to say like you ever mentioned the physicality if you give it back to fabinho and henderson in that situation there's a possibility it gets resolved but they're not even near it's the decision making in that situation isn't there like like steve referenced earlier neither fabinho nor henderson has seen trent go and do that whether it be by instruction or not i'm of the opinion that he took it upon himself to go and press which is wrong in so many senses that just boils back to that clouded thinking and they're clearly not carrying out instructions like they should be doing and Trent. Does it again later on in the half and it's even worse. He actually ends up at Man City's right back just trying to press on like a lone fuller, which is he actually tough. thinks he's doing something. He does, yeah. But I actually think it's out of out born out of frustration on his behalf, whether it be with the team performance, his own performance, it's wrong. I'm not advocating it. I'm not suggesting he's doing the right thing. I just think there are the reasons behind it. But like I say, mm-hmm. for this one in particular, like neither Henderson nor Fabinho have seen that and gone, Oh, that means there's a space at our right back, I'll get out there. That, that hasn't even crossed the mind. So giving them physicality back doesn't resolve it in this situation. But That's Dan, just decision making. I couldn't. Agree, was-
5: I couldn't agree more. That's what I was saying, Dan. You know, give them their yards of pace back. Give them their their ball guys, back. It doesn't change. Doesn't matter. It
2: was clockwork. It used to be clockwork. Yeah, clockwork. Like Steve referenced, Genie and Fabinho and Henderson. It was absolute clockwork and poetry at times. A, the way we played the offside line, and mm. B, how we knew when to the the ultimate gegenpressing, pressing right we knew how to cover each other passing lanes everything that we used to speak about sadio money so like, the fact that he's changed the formation and possibly we don't understand the pressing triggers right now and this is why one of the headlines in the in the title of the show was players not playing for clock what i meant by that was not following his instruction and Conroy, maybe you want to add something what i mean by that and maybe try to help me explain what i meant by that if you if you know what i mean if you don't then i'll give it a shot myself but what i meant by that was players not following instructions to the letter of the law confused not only the players but the coach the coaches as well
1: yeah yeah i think the thing is it's see i actually agree with evan and maybe okay in this one trent's overzealous but there's far too many examples in the chat i said is there's far too many examples in previous games where robo or trent are pressing at wrong times and there's no one falling in behind so we, we we speak about lessons learned um we mentioned like the Arsenal away two instances in that game where it's like after halftime you know what to do Jurgen maybe like tell the players to calm down and let's not go like with the you know the brave heart speech before they get on the pitch maybe let's try in a bit of game management for once because if you look into that again, I mentioned it earlier that in itself, it seems like we're not learning. But well, in
2: that case, then in that case, I'm going to hold you to then. In that case, are you suggesting that Jurgen Klopp has said to them, "Look, come out second half. We're one-one up. We're under the push at The end of the first half. Go out there and press them and go go beyond your means." I I totally believe he
1: didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, but I. Well, but then, so then, how the, is it a club You feel like how, are you, is saying,
2: not, how are you saying how you saying that's not that's not a, a trend. That's a trend. No, not but I'm Not making that it. That the game plan.
1: But is he not making it clear to say, listen, let, let's say no pressing, do, do not try and do that you're now. Not pressing. It's it. not about like
2: pressing, you're losing your position by how many, Wait, hold on, not 5, 10 yards, you're in, you're back 20 metres away from the other penalty area for no apparent reason. The game has just started, we're not even build up in a build-up phase of play. He's just gone AWOL, guys that so, is not instruction if, not that's ca- if that's the is. case
1: in Grizz, does he need to get dropped for five games because yes is what i mean it's like but then we've seen this before this is not new it, we've seen trent do stuff like this we've seen at times you've seen robertson press where it's like it's not on and it i mean that you can't just be making it up they can't just be grabbing that i get what you're saying Gris, in this instance and, and maybe I, I actually do agree with evan angst maybe more overzealous but i mean it's not the first time we've conceded so quickly trying to play away that we can't play anymore Um, I don't know, I I, I just feel there's so much evidence to back up what Evan said earlier this season that that's why I agree more with this No
2: overall I totally agree, as I said 85% of what Evan said, maybe 90% I absolutely agree with and I loved it, I enjoyed listening because it's an education, right? But looking at that live and then seeing Klopp's reaction and now seeing these three captions i'm adamant that was an instruction yeah. come out in the first 30 seconds and go and press ake when you got elliot henderson Gakpo in those areas that are supposed to be doing that job yeah, because, you know, then, because because for me once he summoned Konate to go over that is not instruction trent's not the coach on the pitch
5: but but it's it's his responsibility to communicate with his team like here's the thing here's the thing chris trent what Trent should not be doing what he's doing no nobody disagrees with that but Trent is doing a version of what he thinks he's been told to do i'm sorry but at this level if you vacate your position by 60 yards without some basis then you get yanked it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are that that that's that's something that could get you subbed off in in seconds. So uh, although Klopp gives Trent a telling off, we don't know specifically what he said. He could be, you know, he could be having a go at Trent for not showing Ake inside, for showing him outside. Trent, I sh- I told you to show him uh, inside, not outside. We talked about this. There at at the root of this action from Trent is the basis of tactical instruction and ethos. Does does he make a mess of it? He absolutely does. I I personally think he should have shown Ake inside. Look, look at how many players we have inside he shows Ake inside we have them kind of like hem back in their half so there there's just no reason like like if if trent is told to, to 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 not press and then he does it at this level you get yanked are you like are you are you, you get yanked and you probably don't ever play again they're at at the root of it Grizz, there's something Klopp has said to, to a set, to his team no, Fullbacks and and forward line, when we lose the ball in this area, we have to be more energetic. We have to keep them penned in because it's too easy for them to play out. Does Trent, did, once Trent starts to press, once he, once he takes it, that instruction upon himself, he doesn't do the best with it. But the reason he has vacated his position so severely is because he has been told to. And like Conroy says, we have so much evidence of Trent and Robertson just pressing aimlessly and... If if we're going to have this energy for Trent, we need to have this energy for everybody else who was chasing shadows all fucking afternoon because nobody got anywhere near the ball. And then you end up in this situation, which flatters nobody.
2: They scored. This is the
5: ending.
4: We've been to to City with that midfield that we we herald as being the best midfield we've ever had in the Premier League. And we've shipped four goals on more than one occasion. So why on earth would you you go into a, a second half and have your team look like that. Now, we talk about the fullbacks pressing. You talk about Robertson pressed Modric in the Cup Final, and that cost us a goal. You talk about Trent pressing in the way that he pressed today. There's an elephant in the room. I agree with you, Chris, Trent is a wonderful footballer. But right now, Trent being in the side is in Liverpool, because when he's playing well and when he's creating things going forward, you can make an argument to say he's adding value to the team, he's in the team because he's challenging Kevin De Bruyne for assists. That's his role in the squad. Right now, a conventional, we should have played Joe Gomez. In hindsight, we should have played Joe Gomez because he wouldn't have tried that. He would have been a conventional right back. Trent had a nightmare all day with Grealish, because Grealish fancied taking on Trent every time he got the ball. Right now, having Trent the side is hurting us. The big question for Liverpool's future is, where does Trent fit in? Because you can't go through two-thirds of a season with every single team creating opportunities in the space your right back is vacating whether that's team instructions or not the right back position is hurting Liverpool football club week in week out a conventional right back solves some of that problem for me I I
5: don't I I don't want to I don't want to sorry see I just have to I just have to say I don't want to go and get a conventional right back or play a conventional right back to put a band-aid over a system that is so flawed it's hurting everybody else just as much if, if if you here's the thing we we Liverpool fans chastised Southgate for not finding a way to work in generational Trent Alexander Arnold into the team in a successful way and now all of a sudden we're and now all of a sudden we want to be like oh well no, you no, know what you're saying okay yeah okay.
4: yeah you, you have to find a way to play him because he's that good He's a generational talent and he's looking forward and he's on top of his game. You can't find a way to leave that guy on the bench. Maybe we change the system where we can, we can push him slightly further forward. We've talked about three, talk three centre-backs and two wing-backs. That would give you that cover behind him for him to do that. But Klopp will never play with three centre-backs. So the problem we've got is how we get the best out of Trent. When right now,
2: arguably, we're, not, we're seeing close to the worst out of Trent in recent weeks. Agreed. And we, we, and we will continue to until there's a change. Do you remember a few weeks ago we done the transfer show, and it's very important—not transfer show, but you know what it was called. I can't remember what it was called. Five in five out, where we solved Liverpool's problems just like that because we're geniuses, right? But do you remember we said it will indicate the signings and the profile of player that we sign in the summer will, to me anyway, and I'll get you guys' opinion, will be indic- like show indicate of whether we're moving away from that style of football guys trent was magnificent and glorified and his talents was glorified when we had that midfield now fast forwarding five six years we haven't got that midfield so therefore Steve and evan are both right in there in, in what they're saying i think because evan's suggesting well if this is the player and this is his talent and we've and we've come so far and been so successful with it why move away from it and correct me if i'm wrong if you're not saying that evan but steve's suggesting and steve's suggesting but if we're if we're going to continue playing this way and and the profile of midfielder that we're looking towards is a more nimble ball playing technician type navigator, tiago elliott then he's going to continue to be uh shown up i think so it does indicate that the summer strategy in terms of the profile of player will suggest what the next phase of <laughs> evolution or plan is do we revert back to type what club knows best uh dan and conroy feel free to come in or if we continue to buy diminutive number 10 types elliot nabicator you know all these guys it suggests then maybe we need to rethink trend that's just my opinion
3: yeah possibly great i think you're always gonna rely and have your world class six which is what we did have in fabinho obviously and he's probably sort of the catalyst behind all of this in, in many senses because he was the best in the world and we did laud him so massively and so in his performances but his his demise this season kind of underpins our entire demise like he's been absolutely miles off it if you can get another world class six in that role maybe you can go back to the system and you can still have your more attacking 80 beside of him I mean I I don't think Evan kind of alluded to the system being done earlier I'm not with that I think there is a, a world whereby this system works again and the system you Klopp's trying to employ I think that can happen I think the personnel has to change for that to be the case quite quite obviously um and you mentioned it a minute ago Gris, as well and I wanted to pick up on it in terms of some of the players not understanding their roles are in this side. I think that's absolutely evident. We've tried to turn Harvey Elliott into a midfielder. Who knows if that'll work out in the end. I sincerely hope it does. Cody Gakpo is new to the side, obviously. I don't think Jota fully understands his role in a pressing team yet either. And Darwin Nunes, let me tell you now, from the horse's mouth, does not understand what he's supposed to be doing in a pressing side yet whatsoever. He can't take instructions on board right now. That's literally a thing and it's a problem quite frankly as well we might have to resolve that in the summer more than anything he's a very talented footballer he's rapid he's lots of good things But when it comes to understanding tactical stuff he's not getting it at all right and, 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 and
2: i know and i know that for a fact from my yeah. mouth, the same was about nabi kata even though physically when he first came he was a specimen in terms of his numbers but in terms yeah. of the tactical acumen it was said yeah you know definitely. by and yeah. trusting. yeah like you know yeah, it's very important that that is the key to our that's the foundation of our tactics the mm-hmm. forward press the forwards pressing
3: yeah but we lost that with sadio Mane, haven't we said Mane was an absolute genius at it quite frankly he, he started it so often and that's gone as well as many other things this season but, but yeah just to sort of come full circle on it as well like i, I think trent can Continue to be one of the best right-backs in the world for Liverpool Football Club. Um, he hasn't been it this season, far from it, let's be, let's be brutally honest about it. But I don't see why there isn't a world where if we have some fixes this summer, and you're right, in terms of the profile and the type of midfielder we go for, will lend itself to the way we play next year. The signing of Thiago to replace Wijnaldum was the biggest indicator we had of Jurgen Klopp looking to get more technicians, more control in Correct. midfield. Hasn't worked quite clearly, but has it not worked because we weren't ready for that change, or has it not worked because Tiago doesn't play enough? Harvey oh, yeah, Elliott wasn't a good Answer ready that that's so open question.
5: It's it's a hundred percent because uh Tiago doesn't play enough. I mean the, the underlying numbers for Tiago's game he is he's a top five center mid in the world. He is he is the he is one of, if not the purest combination of progressive action and midfield dueling in the world. He's Liverpool's best midfield duelist by a country mile. He's Liverpool's best ball handler by a country mile. The main, the, the main reason that we lost the title by one point, And I know I know trying to split hairs over last season is, is so stupid when, when you're that when you flirt with perfection to that degree. But the main difference between Liverpool and Manchester City last year is City got their best midfielders on the pitch. Two and a half, three times as often as we did. You know, I, I I did like an XY graph on it. You you had like, you know, Rodri, KDB, Bernardo Silva, Gunduan, all up in the top right hand corner where you'd want to be on an XY graph in terms of minutes played and appearances. And then only only Henderson and Fabinho were relentlessly available last summer. Every everybody else, Keita, who had good spurts last season, uh, Tiago, just nowhere, nowhere near available enough again this goes this goes back to people making decisions off the pitch injury prone options have been allowed to accumulate in our squad we we have allowed ourselves to become insanely reliant on tiago alcantara who is the best midfielder of the Klopp era just as a player individually zero question about that but the guy is just not someone you can lean on for 38 premier league games a season. And real quick before, Steve, before you come in, I would absolutely be willing to have conversations about individuals and if things were going well, largely in, in other departments. Like last season, for example, I had – I mean, I wrote a dissertation on how I didn't like how far Henderson would press up. The, the, the right sided eight. I thought it cost us in certain games away to West Ham, at home to Brighton. Um, I had to go. At at Jordan Henderson for his for his individual performances and why he was a square peg in a round hole because the collective as a team was very healthy. So when when your collective as a healthy is healthy, you're absolutely within your rights to have a go at individuals. However, because our collective right now is so sick, Andrew Robertson miles off it, Van Dyke miles off it, Trent miles off it, Henderson miles off it, Fabinho miles off it, everybody suffering to more or less the same degree then conversations about individuals from for the most part is is entirely redundant especially when we're talking about an individual as talented as Trent Alexander Arnold we all would have considered him a top three Premier League right back of all time this 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 time last year at the tender age of 22 23 however old he was it's it speaks so our, our issues speaks so much to a collective sickness Rather, rather than individuals, and although I acknowledge there are individual issues, again for the fourth time, I just want to cover my tracks here. But again, with Trent, why, guy Yeah, yeah, always got to cover, your, <laughs> always got to cover your tracks. But yeah, I've I've said my piece. I've spoken too much.
4: <laughs> the two names in that piece, then everything you said, Evan, is spot on, with tiago and Trent let's have a look at premier league as it stands for five years we've been fighting against the team that plays on the front foot They're not defensive they play on the front foot they tear you to shreds with angles it's a death by a thousand cuts against manchester city then their assistant manager goes and creates exactly the same model at arsenal we're now dealing with two sides that play on the front foot that, that don't think defensively that ask you questions with angles ask you questions in your own half there is a time for liverpool to make a decision so the decision would be: Can Thiago play in the front front side? Absolutely. Look at his role in Bayern Munich, where he played as a deep line midfielder, not a DM, a deep line midfielder with, with Goretzka. and did it really, really well. The second thing is. Sports Social Podcast Network.